you know, the housing market is just sort of a daily story. I mean, certainly if you live in North Texas, because the thing's so hot, but it's a national phenomenon. And there's a real shortage of houses. We've talked to home builders and real estate developers, and they just they can't build them fast enough. Now maybe they can't afford to build them. But it, it may, that may be changing. There's a, a moratorium and forbearance that are that are backing off. So people who rent homes have had a had a moratorium on on evictions. That's about to change. Same thing on forbearance. You haven't had to pay your mortgages, but now you're going to, and that may throw a bunch of houses on the market. Uh, one outfit that has really really done well. In fact, Fathom Holdings, uh, locally based company, just reported numbers. Revenue is up 118 percent. They're just on fire. The CEO of Fathom Realty, Fathom Holdings, is Joshua Harley, and he joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. It's my pleasure. I'm excited to be able to spend this time with you. Well, it's good to have you back, and especially at a time when you've got such good numbers. Wall Street reacted by taking your stock up about 10%. But tell me, I mean, one of the challenges I've heard on the real estate side is, you know, we could sell anything that that comes in the door, but we got nothing to sell. Is this about to change with this forbearance? It, it is about to change, but I think not in the way a lot of people think it may. Um, there, there's a lot more going on than, than just the forbearance, which I'd love to touch on first. You know, that there's the low inventory issue. Sometimes it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. So one of the things we've seen is because the real estate is so hot, a lot of homeowners are afraid to sell their home. Right. They're afraid to sell their home because if they sell their home, will they be able to find a home? So they got to so find some place. That's, that's the dilemma. You can get a fortune, but then you got to pay a fortune to move someplace right. else. So, so they find themselves in a pickle. Like it, so that means that because they're scared, they stay on the fence. There's less homes, right? Just it becomes this, this domino effect. And so we're getting through that. We're starting to see a softening. I've been very pleased. I know some people think that that's not a good thing, but a softening is a good thing, especially right now. And so we went from, you know, 20 offers in every single home to now some market, some homes are on the market for a week or two and, and only have a couple offers or no offers. And, and that's actually a good thing because that means that prices may be softening a little bit as well, which is very important for first time home buyers. Well, and we also I saw mortgage rates go up this week. I think the first time in, what, two or three months, a small uptick, but an yeah. uptick. That's right. As long as mortgage rates stay below 4%. It's a very, very healthy market. So I, I'm not, I don't, I'm not afraid of that. In fact, I think that's a very positive thing. I think we need to move in a more of a direction. We've gotten spoiled, right? I remember my first mortgage was seven percent. I was stoked. I was so excited how great that mortgage was compared to what my father paid, right? At 14, 15, or 20 percent. Um, but now to think that people are buying at two percent and, and are freaking out that it's 2.2 or 3.2 is like, okay, we've been spoiled. So I think we're moving actually in the right direction. I think it's healthy to see that movement. So you operate all over the country now. I mean, you you've got you know you've got you know you've got brokers, realtors that that are with you. You've got you know you do insurance, you do mortgage business all over. So is is the whole country as hot as we are here? Absolutely. One of our newest markets is actually Idaho. So we acquired a, an operation in Idaho called Epic Realty. Fantastic company. But that's actually one of the hottest markets. So you don't think Idaho or Boise is being a hot market, but it's one of the hottest markets. In are the these country. vacation homes or are these residents? Oh, these are people fleeing, you know, some oppressive government rules, right? So very similar to what we're seeing here in, in Texas. You know, we're in California as well. We're seeing a lot of Californians moving and moving to Texas, trying to get away from some of the regulations, some of the restrictions, uh, the extra taxes. And Texas, Idaho, some of these markets are just fantastic for that. You know, I, 
in, in your business, I mean, you're counting on, you know, the sale of new homes and reselling and that sort of thing. What we've seen, too, is a real migration toward people leasing homes. And I, in, in some cases, it's for affordability. We had the CEO of Invitation Homes on the other day, and they were one of the, one of the biggest. They're, I think they're buying a billion dollars worth of houses this year. Right. Um, are, are you afraid that your market's going to disappear? Prices don't come down a little bit? No. Well, first of all, Dallas with Invitation Homes is fantastic. The whole organization is a great organization, but that's actually one of the things I fear a little bit is a lot of corporations are coming in, buying up the inventory. And so people want to experience that American dream. Along For a while there, people thought, you know, Gen Z or millennials were never going to buy. They're going to always be renters. But now as they're getting older, they start to have kids of their own. That That's changing. They're wanting to buy. And but because a lot of these homes are being bought up, they're able, unable to find homes almost being forced to lease, not because they want to, but because they have to, right? If you can't find a home to buy, you have to lease. So that, that is a concern of mine from that standpoint. But again, that's a great organization. They've done phenomenal things and Dallas is a great leader. Um, but when you think about it, you know, there's, there's so much going on. Of course, one of the things you start talking about, you, in fact, you first brought up was the, the moratorium, how, you know, ending ended July 31st and will that get renewed? I mean, there's, I don't think they can, but they're certainly pushing hard to make that happen. It's causing a lot of problems, but it's not as big as I think a lot of people think it is. Uh, so, for example, you know, right now, about 3.4% of all mortgages are in forbearance during the first week of August, right? That's 1.7 million homeowners in forbearance. So there is a problem, but forbearance means that there's an opportunity as well, opportunity for them to work through it, right? They're not just in foreclosure, uh, so they have an opportunity to work through it. But it also means because of the way home prices have gone up, people have the opportunity to sell out, take inventory, I'm sorry, take inventory, take profits out of that home yeah. and buy something smaller or, or start over fresh. So there's actually good and bad that can come from this. But we get here, I mean, I see the number 3 million households nationwide risking uh, eviction that are coming out. Sure, sure. You know, with, with the moratorium expiring or expired July 31st, that that, that doesn't necessarily mean, though, that the homeowners will be foreclosed on. You know, not to mention, you know, that they're trying to extend this, right? So I don't know if that's good or bad. That's not what I'm to debate. But, you know, homeowners will be able to work with their lender to do loan modifications or apply for assistance. And lenders can only foreclose on borrowers who, who have been given a chance already to work through the issue, right? They can't just foreclose. They have to be, by law, be given a chance to work through the issue. Um, so they can foreclose if they can't qualify for assistance are unable to do a loan modification or have just simply abandoned the home. But lenders, it actually benefits them greatly to actually work with that homeowner to figure it out. So a lot of them are taking, you know, here's what you owe you. you you're back behind a year. Let's just put that at the end of the, at the end of your loan. We won't even increase your, your, your mortgage payment. Let's just put it at the end of your loan. So they're working really hard. I'm very proud to see how hard they're working to make sure they're protecting these people. It does not benefit you know, think about what happened in the housing bubble. It does not benefit the lenders to have, you know, the, these empty homes. As they say, empty homes have ghosts. You know, they start yeah. to crumble faster. They're not being taken care of, right? They start to fall apart. So good it's point. good to have people in the homes. So, so let's talk about your business a little bit. I mean, yours is sort of a unique model. I, I mean, I, as an outsider, I see you more of a as a software company that I do, you know, a conventional realtor. But you've got the residential mortgage business, and you've got a great deal for these 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 agents, I mean, they just pay you like, what, $450 every time they, they sell right. a house, so they want your software. But you're in the mortgage business and the title business and, and the insurance business, so it's all sort of integrated. So let's back up. So what about entry into the 
the residential mortgage business. Is it still an attractive area? Are you still seeing a, a flood of, of realtors? Are you picking up agents that used to be with somebody else? Absolutely. I mean, our, our agent growth was 53% for the quarter. Uh, our our transaction growth, with I think more importantly, as a transaction side, was seventy four percent. Go go back to the agents for a minute. Are, are you getting them from from other you know from the I don't know, Century Twenty Ones of the world? Right. Are these new entries into the marketplace? No, no. The, the vast majority of agents we get are actually agents have been in the business for a long time. They've got a book of business. Um, they're moving over because we provide greater value. At the end of the day, it really comes down to the value proposition. How much are you giving them in exchange for how much are you giving you? So as you mentioned, the, the vast majority of the agents joining us are coming from the old guard, right? The Realty brands. Um, I don't want to name yeah, names, yeah. but it's that's where all of our agents are coming from. And then you capture the business. And then, so, so they sell a house, and then you've got a shot at the mortgage or the title or the, the insurance business? That's right. That's right. So one of the things that people misunderstand about our business, they think that we, we charge agents so little that we must never be able to be profitable on just the real estate business, but we were profitable on the real estate business at just 10,000 transactions per quarter. And I don't know of another single real estate company, public real estate company that can ever claim that even at a hundred thousand transactions for a year. Yeah, But right? even if that's a loss leader, if you've got another, the other business, you're gonna... yeah, but, but we can be profitable yeah. at even 10,000. So it's pretty incredible. That really comes back to the technology that we've built that allows us to, to operate efficiently, keep our costs low and ultimately pass the saving on agents, which of course, you know, of course, attracts more agents, more agents bring more transactions. And then the transaction side, we have opportunity more for mortgage, title, insurance, and so on. All right. So so what did you what did you tell the street on your conference call after your earnings report the other day? They all want to know if you're going to grow. And, and you have. You've grown by acquisition. You mentioned the one in Idaho. You're still in the growth mode? Absolutely. So the, the vast majority of our growth is actually organic growth of, of really agents referring other agents, uh, just organic growth as we go. Obviously, as we go into new territories, new markets, acquisitions make sense. So acquiring a small operation with 100 agents, 150 agents makes a lot of sense. To That way we're hitting the ground running and not trying to solely build one, then two, then three. So we are continuing to look for small acquisitions but it plays a very small role. This is by no means is a, is a roll-up strategy. Yeah. So yes, you know, we feel very confident that we can continue growing, you know, transaction growth of, you know, 50, 60, 70% for years to come. If you think about it, we've got about 7,000 realtors in, in an industry that has 1.4 million realtors and 2 million real estate agents, right? Our runway is massive. The opportunity to have this is massive. And the opportunity for, for profits is significant. In fact, one of the things we did share in a call, we gave a little bit of guidance, uh, which I'll share with you. You know, I had 100,000 transactions per year, between 100 to 110,000 transactions. We expect to see adjusted EBITDA of around 40 million. And so, you know, think about our size. That, that's an incredible statement. And especially if, you, I, I can't say when we're going to do that, but if you back into how much we've been growing quarter over quarter, year over year, you see that we're we're not that far away from that. We're yeah, but, within a couple but, of years from that. But looking at the housing market, I mean, your 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 timing is absolutely perfect. Joshua Harley's the CEO of Fathom Holdings, and it's been fun watching this local company grow like crazy. It's always good to have you with us. Thanks for the time. It's my pleasure. Appreciate Thank it. you so much. For more of a conversation with Mr. Harley, go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.